Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Cohn here again with the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and industry professionals across the country. We have two very special guests today with Facebook, Mr. Scott and Mustafa. Really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today to get into how to properly do Facebook Lives, um, virtual showings, how to broadcast those, how to market those beforehand, how to market those afterwards, how to respect the seller and the consumer, and make sure that we're all safe right now in a COVID world. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. So Thank pleasure. you for having us. So during this conversation, we are going to have an infographic um, that's going to cover a few of the things we're going to talk about. We're going to make that available on our website and on um, all of the social media channels. Um, and or if you're watching this on uh, YouTube and go and follow this podcast on YouTube, you're going to get to see it. I'm going to screen share it. So let's just kick this right off um, and talk about when we know we're going to be hosting a showing live or an open house live, what's the best way to engage with our Facebook audience and, and or our sphere of influence and make sure that they know that this live is taking place? Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll take this one. So first of all, your community and your fans uh, will see this opportunity from the outset because they follow you. Not everyone's gonna get a notification necessarily. Um, so to make sure that you can promote it both uh, to ensure that everyone has an opportunity to see the notification that this is taking place, as well as to reach an even broader audience or wider audience of people who aren't yet in your sphere of influence. Um, making sure that you promote the event after you've built it, putting paid marketing behind it. I know that funds are limited right now, but that is the best way to expand your audience and make sure that you reach as many people as possible. Awesome. I know one of the things we're doing with the Boomtown platform is we have what's called reverse analytics. And so we can go in and see which consumers, which potential buyers, if you will, are the best buyers for this particular property in which we're doing our live video. And then we can send out a private text message, email invitation, or even a snail mail invitation for them to attend that live event and or make it known to them that that will be recorded and that that content will be available to them on our blog. That's awesome. Obviously, multimedia approaches are, are most valuable to make sure that you get people wherever they might be or wherever you might be able to get their attention. So how, how exactly should an agent target a specific audience um, to get them to attend the open house, Mustafa? Yeah. So uh, like I indicated, um, advertising your event is a way to do that. So literally, when you build an event, there is an opportunity to promote that event by putting some ad dollars behind it. This makes sure that it's gonna show up on people's feeds because organically, we all follow a lot of businesses, we all follow a lot of friends, and we all spend only so much time on our Facebook or our Instagram feeds, so we don't get notifications about what's going on in everyone's lives uh, every time we go into Facebook. And so promoting your event will ensure that it has the opportunity to bubble up to the top of people's uh, feeds and, so that, and they get the opportunity to be invited or to join the event. Um, and so running an ad against that 
is the best way to do that. Again, marketing funds are tight right now and we understand that. Um, so you can certainly get some organic reach, but actually putting ad dollars behind it will make sure that you're able to, to bubble it up to the top of feeds as well as potentially get new followers uh, who could be relevant, right? So if you set an ad, you can place a radius and make sure that you reach people in certain areas. Um, you have those audience targeting uh, uh, specifications that you don't get by just posting something organically. Uh, and advertising is the best way to, to make sure that you, you leverage those tools. Awesome. I know we are going to make some notes. Um, and Scott, you can speak to this or I can answer this. But essentially, where are the resources for people to learn more if you don't know how to go live or you're nervous about going live? I know we had mentioned that two-sheeter, which I'm going to pull up yep. right now when we get into the details of what to do and have uh, the day of and have a checklist mm -hmm. there that Scott will speak to. But I know also you go to live.fb.com. And we'll put all this in the show notes. The other one's facebook.com slash Facebook media slash best hyphen practices slash live. So we'll put all that in the Facebook notes um, here below after the fact so you guys can go and yeah. reference that. So let's get the into it. I'm gonna, go ahead. The, really quick. The second, the second link is a little bit more, I think, for this audience. I think the first link, it, it explains live at a high level. And most likely, most people know that. So just know that um, while that that URL is long, it's more along the lines of the best practices, which will mirror um, what we're going to present on the screen, um, which was co-written with our Facebook marketing team, our creative shop. So folks who really understand uh, the platform properly. So this should be a good launch point. And then if you want even more, that second website is the one I would, I would go to. Perfect. Well, Scott, let's get into it. Meat and potatoes um, in regards to the day of, you know, what are some of the best ways to promote? I know you had talked about, you know, creating a quick 15 minute or sorry, 15 second intro, doing yeah. a walk around the house. Yeah, a couple of quick quick things. Uh, first, consumers love the, the front of the house. We know that we've seen that for years and just what we see with um, analytics. So my recommendation is regardless of the live, two to 15 second um, clip out in front of the house, you can use that later on um, as either organic or paid media. Great way to introduce yourself. Second step is with before you start going live, make sure you have the Wi-Fi for the house, okay? That's pretty basic stuff, but again, we wanna be, you know, we don't wanna rely on cellular phone networks right now, especially if we're doing a live broadcast. Third, the piece, um, there's a hardware piece to this, which is um, an investment of 85 to $100 for a gimbal is really important. Um, that is a selfie stick on steroids, allowing you to actually go in, um, take really nice and easy video, or a steady cam. I know, Jeff, you use a variety of tools, which. Um, you can speak to. That's super important because we want the video to look nice and fluid and calm. Um, and then it's basics. You know, I think people forget that an open house is no different whether I'm standing next to you or you're doing it by the phone. You know, do your job, the job you've always known how to do. Um, you know, just the prep work, walk the house, know the house, know the features. Go a little bit slow. When you do start the live, make sure that you introduce yourself identify who you are, identify maybe the brokerage you work for, identify the address of the property, um, tell a little story, use that first opening minute to tell the story of the home. Um, it's the introduction and it's no different than if my wife and I walked in on a Saturday to an open home, that's what you would do. So I, I think people, you know, because of the, the technology piece, they get a little bit, you know, worried about it, but it's really doing your job just with a phone. Um, the only difference is I'm not standing next to you with my wife but I am watching you passively the way that you folks might be watching this webinar yeah. that we're doing right now. One of the comments I had made off, uh, off air when I was speaking to Scott about this was that there are a lot of areas where real estate is essential, 
where agents are still physically showing property to buyers and sellers that feel comfortable with people entering their home. And I think that's a great opportunity to live stream with the buyer and seller's permission. And so you can actually do a live showing with a real person, with a real person asking real questions and it makes it feel more authentic and just record it. So I know not everywhere that's an option. I know we even talked about some places the agent can't enter a house and do a live stream. And I've seen people now having their sellers walk around with an iPhone and do a live open house with the seller walking through if the seller feels comfortable. So there's lots of options for this. And one other comment I wanted to make, this equipment isn't expensive. So like the gimbal, um, they're 85 to $100 on Amazon. Super inexpensive. It essentially just keeps your phone steady. But if you don't want to spend any money, the phone's doing an amazing job. I have the iPhone 11 Pro. If you just hold it with two hands and fly through the house. But one point, Scott, you had made off air was that make sure a lot of people are watching these on their phones. So make sure when you record, you're not doing landscape like everyone teaches you. Correct. Flip that phone around and go vertical so people that can actually see the full frame of the tour that you're recording. And it's important, Jeff, because I think what Mustafa mentioned and he will talk about, um, which is you know, how do you market this after you do the live? That opens you up. There are two things. One, no pun intended. It gives you more real estate for a post actually in feed. Okay. So you know, the post is going to be bigger. People want to see the creative, not as much text. The second thing is that consumers are spending more and more time on stories across all of our platforms. So again, that just fits. It looks better. looks more natural. If you guys are looking at the two-page PDF that Jeff's going to post up, I mean, you'll see there is a home in full screen mode mocked up vertically from our creative shop at Facebook because that's best practice. Yep, it's on right now. So anyone that's um, looking at that on the bot on the right side, you can see how it fills the screen. Another comment I wanted to make to what Mustafa was talking about with boosting ads, what we've experienced, we've been paying a lot on boosted ads, probably around, averaging around 2000 a month for 10 years. We found you can spend very little. You don't, you, everyone thinks you have to spend thousands of dollars. You get a huge result from even a $10 boost. Hundreds of more eyes will see it. So we recommend, you know, you don't have to go spend tons of money, maybe $50. And you're, that $50 is going to go a lot further digitally than it's going to go if you print off flyers and send them out. Yeah, I think one thing, if I can, I think language matters too, Jeff, is that, you know, there's a boosting mechanism of boosting, which is an ad unit that's more in, about engagement versus, you know, a variety of partners. You mentioned Boomtown. Um, most brokerages have a tool that interfaces with Facebook Ads Manager. So, you know, no matter whether you're Realogy or your Remax or your Keller Williams exit, you know, Compass, mm -hmm. those programs and those and other tech providers actually allow you to do advertising what we would consider to be with best practices versus the boosting. So just to clarify that, um, yep. spending money with a partner and or through your brokerages tools, that's the proper way that we would think about best practice advertising. Yep, and that's probably where semantically the word pixeling would come into play. And that's what I was speaking to previously. So I have a database in Omaha of 400,000 people. Now, all those people aren't actively looking. There's probably about 40,000 that are actively, not, all, not probably, I actually can track on analytics. I get about 40,000 people returning to my site every month. So out of those people, if we know we're gonna go, do, go live in a certain area in a certain price point, we can actually pixel, run pixeled ads about our upcoming live and then do while it's live and then after it's live mm -hmm. to the exact demographic that would be interested in that property, which is that's the way we need to be marketing going into this next decade.
Yeah, and I think one thing before Mustafa kind of goes into the how that's really important for agents, and he mentioned it, you know, we want we're we want to be very sensitive. We know right now liquidity and every dollar you spend on your business as CEO of your own business is it's always important, it's even more important now. So the reason we would focus on this is this is best practice from you know, not just through COVID, this is best practice three weeks ago, four weeks ago, seven weeks ago. So just uh, know- Six months, six months uh, ago. Uh, probably, you know, a year ago, right? right? I mean, yeah. uh, so I think there's a, you know, sometimes folks get into this mode of like, well, this is what I need to do for this moment. No, this is what we recommend for best practices. And again, you know, to your point, we want every dollar, every penny to lead to a business outcome. So um, I think for the audience, it's really important. You know, inve- if you haven't investigated tools that your broker has or certain tech providers have, you know, do so. Do yourself that favor because that's going to maximize the marketing dollar now during the pandemic, sure. also after the pandemic. What that's a great point. One other comment I wanted to make um, in regards to how to think of this event, this live event, is how you should have been thinking about how to market a property ever since Facebook existed. And that is, you want to create content that people are going to consume in 10 to 15 minutes. It's not an hour long live stream. It's 10 or 15, maybe 20 minutes at the best, depending on if you do have someone there with you that you're talking to or not. And you can use this forever. So like, We've been implementing this strategy since 2017. Every one of our houses has gotten a virtual reality Matterport. It's gotten a live video flyover through with a drone, a video fly through with a steady cam, um, full HDR pictures with a you know DS, DSLR camera. And we've been using this virtual tour function. Now, because of what's going on with the pandemic and people not able to go into property as often, it's making it so that everybody is doing all the best practices that they should have been doing previously. So this isn't going away. So anyone listening going, well, this is just during now and I'm taking the next six months off till this passes. Guess what? This is not is never going to pass that people want to consume content virtually. I told, I told an audience of 20,000 people at Family Reunion less than 60 days ago that the number one way to pivot in the next five years is to give the consumer not only a physical option, but a virtual option in every aspect of your business. That includes showings. That includes open houses. That includes the contract process. So any other final skills um, and or advice as to how to record and or how to make that available on live? And then we'll go to Mustafa and talk about yeah. how to market everything post-recording. Couple points. Um, go, you go slow. I think the one thing that we think is that we need to be super caffeinated and we need to run through the house. There's a there's a mixture of just again. Think about how you would do this normally. Make sure you photograph the entire house. You know, if the house has vaulted ceilings and it has a beautiful chandelier, make sure you pan up. Um, you know, take them outside. One of the questions we've been getting consistently, Jeff, is how long should I do this? You mentioned it. You know, I live in a thousand square foot home with no yard. It's an urban environment. If you're selling a home. That's you know in a suburb with a pool, you know you're you're going to take more time, frankly. So those are just common sense things, but you know we're getting those questions, and I think it's important to answer them. Um, so I think that's one big thing. And then again, you know, make sure that you use the opportunity of the interaction from the live when people are coming in and commenting. That's a great way to also start a dialogue through Messenger. So that's real one-to-one person connection. So if you don't know me. And all of a sudden, I'm in your your live, or I'm in a watch party later on. I'm sending you after the fact, which Mustafa will get to. You know, more and more content and more and more you know questions. It's a great way to take that and use that as the connection point um, in a way that hasn't been done before. So, um, and lastly, the last that. thing I'm, the last thing I'll tell you is that I think we've seen 
a huge shift in other industries that we align to within Facebook. So, you know, automotive now is doing the virtual, you know, you can see the car virtually, you can see all the features and they're dropping it off at your front door. So this type of technology and interactivity is what customers and clients are going to expect. Um, so again, to your point, get comfortable with it now because it'll give you that opportunity to you know, meet the customer expectations. They're not necessarily, I think, going to go back to being happy with just static photographs to explain a home. I love it. I think you're 100% right, Scott. That's awesome. All right, Mustafa, time to shine, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> it. So we've taken all this time to, to market this, this Facebook Live um, open house or virtual showing. We've actually done it. We've recorded it with our gimbal or our, our camera or our steady cam, whatever we did. We have this recording and the event's over and we had seven people comment and we followed up with them and they're excited. And now we just have this content and we don't really know what to do with it. It's on our desktop. How can we continue to drive traffic to our page with this recording that we've now created? Yeah. So <clears throat> the wonderful thing is that uh, everything is, is we're, we're in an on-demand world, right? And people are able to choose the content that they uh, want to engage with whenever that makes sense for them. Uh, and that's a luxury that we have. And by running a Facebook Live, that's a luxury that you have now to be able to engage with them after the fact. So seven people arrived. Uh, that's great. And you can engage with even more after the fact. So as soon as that live is ended, it now becomes on-demand content that not only lives on your, uh, you said on your desktop, it actually lives in the cloud on your Facebook business page. So you can immediately start to drive people to view that who weren't able to attend live. As you mentioned, you can do that through email, through blasts, through text messages, through snail mail if you have to, um, and make sure that people know that this is something that they can access and that you still want to engage with them after the fact. You couldn't join, don't worry about it. We can still show you this property and you can still reach out with any questions you might have. Um, and then to a point that you mentioned uh, just a couple of moments ago, Jeff, you mentioned that uh, it's important to make sure that, that your content is not too long. So likewise, as you think about how you're promoting this on the back end, the great thing is you can download that video, chop it up into smaller clips, and then load that in uh, onto your page. Use that as teasers. Use that as, uh, as video that you can run in your ad. So again, as you continue to add, we know that static images can be a great way to show a person at home. But now that you basically created video content for yourself for the purpose of the open house, you can repurpose that now for the purpose of having videos in your, in your ads. So we know historically that static and, and video ads together as a campaign uh, generate much better results than static images alone. So that's another benefit that you can do with it. And then, of course, if you're using Facebook as a medium uh, for paid media to, to generate uh, interest and awareness of this home walkthrough, this uh, virtual open house that you did, again, just like you were able to boost the event as a way to market that to, again, uh, bump it up to the top of people's feeds or to reach people who aren't already following your page. Likewise, after the fact, you can boost a post, right? So if you're posting that this event occurred, check it out, watch this 15 second clip and then check out the longer version. You can likewise boost the, uh, the post after the fact uh, in order to drive engagement. Again, bumping it to the top of people's news feed so that more of your followers are able to see it and also to be able to potentially reach people outside of your sphere of influence. 
Now, generally speaking, you might hear Scott and me say that boosting posts is not as effective as running Facebook ads through any of those number of partners uh, that Scott had mentioned before. But in this case, because you were literally just trying to point someone to this uh, piece of content rather than sending them to a landing page, rather than trying to generate a lead through a lead form, boosting the post is a really uh, effective and efficient way to actually drive awareness for this video as it lives on. Awesome. I know a lot of people have asked me about IGTV, that's Instagram TV. Um, does Facebook automatically sync with that? How do you get your video onto IGTV? How do you get your video onto YouTube? What, you know, I know that some of those other channels are places that people are interested in. Like you mentioned, it's not on your desktop, right? It's live stream, but you can download that content, edit it however you want. I know we'll talk in a couple of minutes about some cool features and apps that we use for editing, but um, how, how does all that work, Mustafa? Yeah, so the video is still yours. So just like you can go to any of the photos that you might have posted on Facebook and click on that, that settings icon and download the image, you can also download the video. Download the video, as you mentioned, you can edit it, streamline it, cut it down, uh, get rid of the, the, the goof that you might have made as you're walking people through it, and then you can load that back up. So as you mentioned, you can load that onto IGTV, you can load that onto YouTube, you can even load it to your website. So one of the things that I think would be really unique and I've never seen someone apply this. I started this in 2007. So if you want to have a good laugh at my blooper reel, I would walk every listing I took. And I'd walk it with an elf camera, no steady cam. I just walked it mm -hmm. out. I'd talk about it. I called it a virtual showing and I put it in the link on the MLS, the multiple listing service IDX would do that. And I couldn't brand it. So it didn't have my name or my brokerage name. Well, guess what? Now we're creating this amazing content with showings. Why would that not live on the site? You have all the pictures on your site. You have your MLS redirect link for virtual exactly. tour. It's actually yeah. a virtual tour now. Finally, virtual mm -hmm. tours are virtual tours. Up to this point, it's been like images scanning across or even Matterport arguably isn't a virtual. You don't have an agent showing you a house. You're just letting mm -hmm. people pan through 360 pictures. This is actually a virtual tour of a live event. So I think it's going to be really a cool way to market properties. I love that. I I think there's one other benefit that we haven't talked about. So you have the listing of today, right? I have the listing. I have a seller. I'm facilitating this. They are my client. But it's another way, I think, of standing out so that you can attract future business, right? You know, it's an opportunity to talk to other consumers when they have their homes up for sale to say, this is standard. This is how I do my work. This is how I'm going to promote your house. This is how I'm going to stand out from the crowd and help you get that house sold. So I think a lot of this is, there's an immediacy of today, but there's also let's put our hats on about, you know, we all want to grow our business. And this is a great way to stand out, to attract that future seller, even a buyer, somebody who just thinks about, you know, I want to work with somebody who's technology forward, thinking about these things ahead of the game and ahead of the curve. It's a great marketable moment for the agent. And the one thing I'll say is, you know, in the past, it's been that static photo. It's been really hard to tell the story about the agent in a photo right? That's something we've struggled with as an industry within our platform, any of these platforms, right? So again, that video opportunity, even when I was talking about that 15 second introductory video, that's something you can shoot right out to somebody if they make an inquiry. Great way to introduce yourself, great way to talk about the benefits you bring to the process and your expertise. So don't forget, yes, today we we're focused on this listing, but let's think about future-proofing our business. And that's one way we can do this and frankly show our expertise in a way that we haven't really been able to capture yet, which is why we're really excited about more and more people using this technology. 
Scott, I love it. Back to authenticity. This goes way back in the conversation. Then we're going to get into the cool apps that we can mm -hmm. take advantage of. And both Scott and Mustafa, you guys can speak to that. I know a lot of agents are excited to hear more about that. Um, authenticity is key. And just being who mm -hmm. we truly are, showing that, it's tough to capture that in a picture. And I think that mm -hmm. the biggest challenge is people are scared to just be themselves. You know, people, people are scared to show up and make mistakes. The audience loves it. Everything I've learned, I went to Vid, VidCon two years ago in Anaheim. California, close to you guys. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things I took away is they said authenticity is what everybody loves. You don't have to have the best technology. You don't have to have the scripts. You know, all this is off script that we're talking about today. All my podcasts are off script because I got sick of having all the show notes and every single thing is supposed to say. <laughs> it gets boring and rudimentary. So have some fun with it. Show people who you are. Be loud, be flamboyant, be funny. Have a good time with it. And yes, some people are going to say that person is whatever, who cares? Mm -hmm. um, the clients are going to like it. And the clients that don't, you don't want to work with them anyway. So that authenticity piece, I think, is big. The other thing I want to say um, in the middle now that of our episode or towards the end, I want to invite everyone that is following this on iTunes to please go out, give us a five-star review, and sh give a shout out to Scott and Mustafa for jumping on with us today. Uh, this was their idea. They see a huge value with what Facebook has to offer. Obviously, we see that as well. Um, we need to be sure we're taking advantage of it. And I'm really grateful to both of you for making time for this. Um, and just give us a five-star review on iTunes and a quick comment or shout out to these guys. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, what are your guys' social handles? So I'm on uh, Instagram, scottshakuro23 um, is okay. the easiest way to get to me. Um, far easier than I think my Facebook page. Um, just easier. We, you and I have been communicating almost exclusively um, that way. So I think it's just the easiest lightweight way to get a hold of me. Perfect. Mustafa? Uh, my Facebook is facebook.com slash Mustafa Kweku, M-U-S-T-A-F-A-K-W-E-K-U. Perfect. And we'll put both of these links in the show notes. Obviously, don't inundate these guys. I know we get lots of downloads. So please only reach out. If you have a really good question, maybe Google your question first, then reach out to these guys. <laughs> All right. So last but not least, everyone wants cool tech. Everyone wants cool apps. Everyone wants it for free. What are some of the best apps to position ourselves as professional videographers, um, you know, and having, you know, without having to pay all the big dollars for um, the, the high-end tech? I can take this one because um, we actually, so, you know, the sheet you're looking at was co-produced. You heard me mention a couple times the Facebook creative shop. So we have a group of people who used to work at the best and the biggest creative agencies in the world. They come in, they do consultation for large clients. They also help us with best practices formulating this, right? So we worked in close conjunction with, we took our, our experience, me and Mustafa from real estate. They look at the platform. This is what's the output, right? So they gave us some tips and tricks about, okay, we sat down and ideated. If you're going to use live, which ones? So I did some reviewing with them. Um, there are three. First is an app. And again, you can get it on Android and iOS called Quick, Q-U-I-K. Um, this helps you apply video templates, text overlay, and music. It has a five-star rating in the Apple iOS store uh, with over 225,000 reviews. So, you know, again, verified. This is how not just real estate professionals, but small businesses are thinking about how to do these kinds of videos. The second one is called Video Shop. The difference here is this one allows for a little bit more music, text, special effects. If you want to, to your point, Jeff, if you want to have some fun with uh, the video, if you want to be a little bit more on the lighter side of the, of the spectrum, yeah. um, this certainly is a way to do it. This also has five stars in the iOS store with over 185,000 uh, reviews. And then the last one is a app called Mojo, M-O-J-O. -O. It's a story editor for stories. And I think it's important to mention stories. You know, we, we focus and gravitate. So today we talked about Facebook Live. 
You can also do Instagram lives. So they're conjoined, they're, they're, they're twins, right? Similarly, we talk probably more about Instagram stories than Facebook stories or stories in Messenger. But again, you can do that across all three of those platforms. Those so are, Mojo- Those are twins too. Exactly. They're all kind of conjoined. And we tend to, it's funny, in our own vernacular as employees of the company, we go Facebook Live and Instagram Stories. But the, 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 the answer all the is same all now. the same. And they yeah. can all be done. But they don't so have to be the same. Correct. Correct. Uh, you don't have to be. Um, I think, you know, my our stance is the more that you can obviously market and spread your, you know, your, your name and your services and the home out to more people, the better. Um, but Mojo really quick is a five-star app, 25,000 reviews. It allows for really good story editing um, across those three platforms. So again, something to think about more consumers are spending their time in stories. So, you know, let's not just live off of newsfeed. Um, it's a great vehicle. We love it. It's, it's, you know, it's the core of our our platform, but, you know, there's the second core pillar, stories. Make sure you've got a strategy to take that content and get it up over there. Those are great recommendations. And again, we'll, we'll include these all in the show notes. So if you haven't signed up yet, we actually send an email out every time a new podcast episode goes. You can go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com slash podcast. Just put in your email address and submit. You can unsubscribe at any point if you decide the content isn't relative. But we're bringing high-impact content like this. We have Facebook on our podcast right now. So again, you guys, this was amazing. Thank you so much for bringing this content to the audience. Mustafa, any other final thoughts? And then Scott will end on you. I, I think you touched on the key ones. I just want to double down on what you said about be authentic. Um, in this world, authenticity, uh, where again, it's everything is on demand. You have uh, almost innumerable options to choose from. And authenticity is something that helps, uh, one, for you to stand out. And two, in this business, it's all about credibility. And, and for you to be authentic helps to drive the, the belief that you are a genuine person and, and that you're going to be uh, providing the best information that you can. And so I, I think Continue to leverage these platforms to be authentic uh, and to, to show uh, people what you can offer them in terms of uh, helping them to, to bring their dream homes to life. Perfect. Well said. Thank you, Mustafa. You didn't read that, did you? That wasn't a script. It that was, was totally authentic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I could tell. You're awesome. Thank, Thank you. you for that. Scott, final thoughts? Mine is just a message of gratitude and thanks for the industry and for all of you who use our tools and want to learn about our tools. Um, you know, we're in this together. This is an unprecedented time. We know that. Um, I, you don't need to hear the Facebook guy say that. I think the biggest thing to walk away with is the faster you understand and use these tools today, the better position we will be for the long term. So, you know, again, let's think about future proofing our business. Um, these are free and organic ways to do that. So again, you know, it's your choice. You're the CEO of your own business, but use the tools properly. There's a ton of resourcing out there. Um, you know, visit our help sites. Make sure you take advantage of all the information that Facebook puts out there. That is there for you to succeed. So again, just our best to everybody out there during this time now. And also as we move forward and out of this, we want to make sure everybody's set up for success in a um, you know, future-proofing your business, I think, is very, very important right now to think about. Awesome. Great close, Scott and Mustafa. Thank you again for being on. And I would invite all the guests that are worried. And, um, you know, obviously, there's many reasons to be worried. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know that there's always shifting markets, independent of pandemics. Um, the markets are always going to go up and down. And it's the question of what are you willing to do today to future-proof yourself for tomorrow? And I don't see virtual ever going away. I think it's going to continue to be a demand. I know, Scott, you told me a couple of weeks ago when we were chatting, if you could buy a car for the same price from a company that delivers it to your house versus a mm -hmm. place you have to go pick it up, 
you're going to order it to place and deliver. How now more than ever are people realizing, oh, I can work out at home. I can work from home with these Zoom calls. I, I can do, you know, there's so many things we're now doing virtually all the food. I think margaritas are being delivered. Someone, uh, I had a podcast earlier today with someone in San Diego who said, you can order an open container margarita with, um, what is it, Uber Eats or something. And it's allowed right now. I'm, I don't know if it's true. Wow. Fact check. Point being, we can live at home. I mean, this isn't the end of the world. We can live at home if we need to, you know, bunker down for 10 years. It is a possibility. Uh, but let's give the consumer the ability to choose. Let's build a world that gives the consumer the ability to choose. Do I want to be physical and have a place for physicality when this all opens back up? And or do I want to be virtual? Give them the option. It shouldn't be us saying you only can do this physically. And if you are saying that and you're not shifting, you will be dead in five years. It's probably sooner than that. Look at us right now. If you're not virtual right now, you're not doing business right now. Absolutely. Thank you, I mean, gentlemen. We're living it. Yeah, we're living it. Here too. we are. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you to our audience. You guys are awesome. And until next time. Yeah, 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 yeah.